Glory to Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This past week I came across a saying from Elder Emilianos of the Holy Mountain. I don't remember the exact quote, but the gist of what he said was this. Those who do not get up at night or hold vigil in prayer at night have not really entered very deeply into the Christian life. Well, this struck me, of course, so let's put at least one caveat. We're talking about a monk here from the Holy Mountain. So there's the context. But in reading the life of Father Roman Braga, who was a Romanian uh, hire monk who suffered in the Romanian prisons during uh, communist era, just talking about life with his mother in Romania and what he remembers from his mother. She was not very literate, but do you know what she had memorized? The Psalter. Do you know what she had memorized? Reams of hymns from the church. Do you know what was on her lips all the time? The psalms, the hymns. She would hold vigil. She would, he would find her, you know, praying and weeping after, you know, he'd come in playing outside and he finds her. The life of prayer is one that our Lord expects of us, calls to us. And it is something for us to always be growing in. In the early church in the desert, there was a debate because there's all sorts of, well, when you get a bunch of zealous folks out in the desert who want to follow God, there's going to bound to be some debates that rise up. So do we pray with songs? Do we do, you know, something like the Jesus prayer? Do we just do vespers and the hours? And this is just kind of a typical debate. How do we pray? Well, the answer is you pray what fits the community that you're in. You, in some communities, they would have uh, done the Jesus prayer or some short prayer, repetitive prayer like that. There's other, you can see this in Essex today in the UK, where they have two three-hour, if I remember correctly, two three-hour sessions or two two-hour sessions of just corporate Jesus prayer every day. They also do liturgy, they do vespers, but then you really get to know yourself and just how uh, scattered you are just trying to sit for 30 minutes. Ten minutes of just hearing the Jesus prayer and trying to pray. There is in the church later, so we have this kind of early debate. Later, we have a debate about hymns. Do we sing hymns? Do we do things that aren't explicitly psalms or scripture, the canticles? And then a debate ensues. What does the church end up doing? We like hymns too. Let's do hymns as well. The church is always looking for ways to encourage prayer. We have, and this is basically an encouragement, if you're in a rut, 
Or if you're in a particular place where you can maybe get about three or four minutes of prayer, let's try to go to five minutes of prayer. Put a goal in front of you. If you have never maybe gotten up, or maybe you do naturally, get up in the middle of the night. What do you do with that time? In the early church, and I think this had to do more with the fact that they didn't have lights like us, or cell phones, or these things, their cycles of uh, sleep, they probably would have gotten up in the middle of the night because that's when they just got up. And so what did the church encourage them to do? Pray. The church gives us many, many tools. We have the prayer rope where we can do the Jesus prayer or other short prayers. We have the Psalms. This church even gives us a schedule if we want to follow a schedule of reading and praying the Psalms. We have the canonical hours of the church that can be done throughout the day. We have what we, at least in St. John Cashin, he calls them arrow prayers. This is those prayers that you take and you shoot up to God in the middle of the day when you remember him. We have, I'm going to keep going, we have the reading of the scriptures in a prayerful, meditative manner. The Latin term for this would be Lectio Divina, where we slowly read and chew on the words of God in prayer. We have the hymns of the church. One of the great benefits of seminary, and this is what it took for me to actually learn how to sing some of the hymns, is that seminary, we were graded on memorizing the tones of the church. For you guys, it would have been the the Byzantine tones. Uh, a little bit different, but in some ways similar. And every time, because the Octoikos, our cycle of hymns for the, the set hymns, we come to a particular hymn in that tone, and I'm like, I remember that one. I remember sweating it out, trying to go in, you know, in, the, in the shower, trying to remember, how does it da-da? <laughs> I really impressed upon me the need to memorize hymnody, not just from seminary, but from the life of St. Porphyrios. Because he talks about his prayer life. And one of the things that he liked to do, especially when he was young, is that he would sing through different hymns that he enjoyed. He would memorize them. And he would be able to go through, maybe from Matins, uh, it's more in the Byzantine than I remember in the Russian, the uh, hymns for the Holy Spirit. He would memorize certain hymns from certain canons to certain saints, and he would go through them. I even didn't put on here as I think about it. We have akathists. We have all sorts of tools for us. If we get into a rut and we're like, okay, evening prayer, morning prayer, I need something to just change a little bit. Not for the sake of just trying to find something cool or something new, but something to engage some aspect of my heart, something that I need to re claim prayer we of course then have prayer books and we have we don't have just one prayer book we don't have just two prayer books we've got a lot of different prayer books and some people like to collect these and okay that's fine but you can find especially in certain prayer books prayers you've never come across before you can find uh the prayers of now saint Sophroni. there is I'm probably impressing upon you well at this point. There is a lot of stuff for us to be able to grow our prayer life. So the challenge is, 
setting a goal and then accomplishing just a little bit more than what we've done or maybe something just a little different in order for us to sometimes even literally shake ourselves awake so that we can grow within us by the grace of the Holy Spirit hearts that want to seek out God in prayer. This is something that the fathers talk about means and in interpreting our Lord's words from the gospel. Sometimes we have to take the kingdom by force. Sometimes we just have to do it. Just get up, to say our prayers, to maybe just prostrate before the icons and just sigh and let the Holy Spirit speak to God for us. This is prayer. Maybe you can even have a little that debate. Do we just do formal prayer? Or do we do free prayer? Just pray. If you need formal, do formal. If there needs to be some freedom, free yourself to pray. But pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.